Okay, good evening everybody. Welcome to 303. It's great to be back. Got some wonderful guests here with me again tonight. The lovely Stooge. How you doing? Good, thanks. Still alive. Still kicking. Can't complain. Surprising after watching you and your four-wheel drive antics lately. Yeah, look, look. That was a little scary. Mm. Actually, no, it wasn't. It felt fine. I was okay with it. Cool. And Noki, how you doing? About to fly away? Yeah, about to fly away to Japan. Happy holidays, everybody. Oh, I hope everyone's had a nice, restful Easter long weekend break. Yeah, I think they were, I think I think it's been actually quite a restful one. We had a bit of rain in that, so yeah, I've had a bit of a break, which is good. I needed, I need to have, have some sleep. I've got some sleep. Mm. I woke up today, which is good. Got some interesting <laughs> topics tonight, guys. One of them um, is just going to come back on us every second of the, our lives now because it's just in the news every front page every single where and the other one's probably come up because it came up because of a situation i'll start with that one we're talking about compulsory age or voting and it came up when we talked about the voting age conversation about bringing the, the voting age down or up etc and we talked about oh should it even be voting should that even be compulsory but I was talking to some people on the weekend, this weekend just gone. The conversation kind of annoyed me because the conversation was about, you know, the, the new government we have, etc. And their response was, and there was a group of them, and their response was, oh, they have no idea. They just went in and just ticked the box on whoever looked the cutest at the at the Watsi when they walked in to the ballot box. So basically they, they ticked the box on whoever was cutest holding the brochures. Now, the problem is there was five of those people, right? And I'm not saying the whole country does that, but I'm sure there's a million different methods that people use for voting as we can we have just verified officially guys using our interweb skills there is currently 10 countries in the world only 10 that actually have have an enforcement based on compulsory voting that is you must vote and it is enforced there's a total of 22 other countries sorry including those 10 there's 12 other countries which um, also have different um, rules regarding compulsory voting so if you are for example in one country in particular if you do vote if you do not vote you are therefore not classified as a citizen and therefore as a citizen you don't have rights to certain things um, so your voting basically um, I suppose gives you a number to be able to uh, be part of the decision making but also you read the rewards and the opportunities that that country has as a citizen so if you choose not to vote therefore you you then don't become that citizen um so yeah only 10 countries in the whole world enforce it australia being one of them the other countries that enforce it just to give you a heads up so enforcing it means by criminal charges i believe and that's as much as i can get out of it it's not just a fine but if you don't pay the fine in australia you will actually go to jail eventually so that I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what they mean by enforcing compared to other places. But it's Argentina, Brazil, Luxembourg, Dominica, Republic, um, Belgium, Peru, Paraguay, Bolivia, Ecuador. And if you're paying attention, you would have noticed that Argentina, Brazil, Dominica, Republic, uh, Peru, Paraguay, Bolivia, and Ecuador are all on the same continent. They're all together and they're all bordering each other. Um, so the odd ones out are, of course, Australia and Luxembourg and Belgium so pretty much the rest of the world doesn't have compulsory um, um, voting um, and I, I I have to wonder now after being you know in, in my position as an educator and sitting in a room with many many students um, which are aged 18 and which are voting for the first time and they have no idea 
They they actually they they don't know anything about it. They don't know about left wing. They don't know about right wing. Which personally, they probably shouldn't know either. I mean, um, I don't I don't like to talk about left wing and right wing. I don't think that's important. But they don't know policies. They don't know. They don't know anything at all. They just know whoever's the loudest, whoever speaks the loudest on their social media. That must be what it is. Honestly, if someone came in and said, um, you know, something like, um, you know, free vapes, they would obviously just all put their hand up and vote straight away. All, for the, all the teams. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't would, say something like that. <laughs> they would, you know what I mean? They, they, they can get, that they, they aren't, well, number one, they don't care. Number two, they're just not educated and understand political systems. Um, and how things different work in it, and and that's not bad on them. That's just that's because the system doesn't allow us. We're not allowed to talk about it in schools, so you can't talk about political um, things in school. So where about to get the information, and it's pretty much from social media. Um, that that makes a massive difference in, in their voting. So based on the weekend and just from my experience with the election, it's got nothing to do with the election result and that either. By the way, it's just it's just I, I don't know. I, I think it's time. <coughs> We we go to to getting rid of it. I think it's time we. That's how I feel about it. I feel if if you if you don't want to have a if you haven't done any research, you don't know why you're voting for somebody. Um, why should you be voting? Why should you have a say in it? Because you're you're actually screwing up the country for other people who do have a say or who do know because you you just you haven't even done any of your due diligence to have a look at it so well that's where i'm going i think it's a pretty easy thing for me to say that if they banned it just just on that topic just before i head into you guys i would still vote so that's where i'd be if, if it was not compulsory i would still vote because i i am one of those people which do read what happens <clears throat> um do read what the community's like do read what's happening around the places and what's going to change and what could possibly change or what needs changing so if it wasn't compulsory, I would still be the person to vote. Let's go, guys. Ooh, I don't know. Like I like everything I've looked into when it comes to compulsory voting, it does it feels like it has a bias for the country. It's like, oh, we want everyone to compulsory vote. So everyone has a voice and everyone has an opinion. But you're right, people are not informed on what's going on and they usually just vote for the person that's loudest. Yeah. So that's a big key point. I, I, I made it very clear last time about how voting age pretty much should be raised because it all, if we're yep. going to have this compulsory voting system, people should be informed. and People are going to be more informed when they're a little bit older and a little bit more mature. Yep. So that, that's a big thing for me. But I don't know. Like I, I'm very much one. Like If you were to say tomorrow uh, voting is not compulsory, I'd be like, okay, I'll still go and vote. Like I still have a very strong opinion about my politics and I, um, but you keep up to usually date. Usually, we'll right? read into it. You keep up to Sorry? date. You keep up to date. You research. <clears throat> you also have a political agendas in your head, right? Um, yeah. Most most educators do, and therefore, you you will you'll go in there with knowledge. Yep, absolutely. Like you know, referring back to you spoke about your students. Like I had my students asking me, like, "Oh, I've got we've got voting coming up." I'm like, "Okay, firstly, have you registered?" Oh, yeah. you have to do that? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you have to register. You're mm -hmm. going to get a fine if you don't. All right? Then worked them through getting that, and they're like, oh, who do I know what to vote for? I'm like, I can't actually say my opinion. I'm not allowed no. to. So, but you can do your own research. 
Yeah. That a lot of you guys know your candidate for your area because he's very vocal, very out there. He's a part of our community. So you've got a choice in that or you've got a choice to start doing your own research and working out what's going to affect you. Yeah, but then it's like the question I got, which is a great question I got from one of my one of my girls actually asked me that was, so do we vote for the um do we vote for the premier or do we vote for the person who's who's the local person around here? It's a good question, right? Because <laughs> because on TV on social media it's about the number one job, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's actually be the premier of New South Wales. It's actually not the way. It's not actually who you're voting for, is it? You're no, voting no. you're voting for the person which is down the road from you. And 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 so the promotion is on that person up on the big screen, but in actual fact it's the person on the little screen on your phone, which is the most important part. But they don't get that. They don't realize that they're, they're, they're connected. They, it's because they just there's no education around it. Nope. It's not not uh, in our part of any of our curriculum. So we actually have to sort of be like, this is how we inform you, or you have mm. to talk to your parents. Which it again is gonna usually parents will have some sort of bias view because yeah they're maybe a little informed or maybe not informed or maybe super informed. Yeah, but I just I I know I strongly said like do your own research, find out you know what you know some of their baseline policies are, what what's going on. They're like oh, there's a lot of investment in this. Let's, yeah, but it's it's yours and our future. Yeah, and you're a part of that, but yeah. it's compulsory to do that. Then like the following week, they came up to me and they're like, oh, we voted for the uh, legalized cannabis party. And yep. I was like, yeah. Did you did you have any idea what they were bringing in? Yeah, legalizing cannabis, and I was like. <laughs> And hmm. and they had no idea. They just went off face value, and I was that's like, "Frustrating, oh, isn't it?" That's a problem. And you know, then explain to them the donkey vote, and not saying that their vote was a donkey vote, but that if you're just voting for whoever because you have no idea what's going on, that's a donkey vote. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, getting rid of compulsory voting would actually get rid of percent of those donkey votes because the people that are informed will be allowed to use their voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, there's not, you just kind of covered all the points that I wanted to say, but I do agree. Like I, I think either raise the, 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 the compulsory voting age or make it non-compulsory. Um, as you, as you've already said, the, there's so many donkey votes going on that people don't know what they're voting for. They're just voting for whoever's loudest or, what their mates voting for or who their mums or the parents or, you know, whoever's just voting for that, they don't really know. So they're just, they're just throwing in votes here and there willy nilly mm. and not really doing their research and trying to pick something or someone or a party that might help them or their situation or beneficial to them. So yeah, this, I, I think uh, ultimately I reckon non-compulsory is, is, is far superior than compulsory, but if if we have to, it have to be compulsory. Please raise the raise raise the age limit. Yeah. The age that you have to compulsorily vote for. Mind if I add on to that for a second? Yeah. A lot of a lot of like people don't realize. Yeah, it's compulsory to vote, but it's not compulsory to put anything down on the paper. Yeah, you can walk in, grab that paper, fold it up, and put it down. Yeah, people don't know that either. That's not voiced. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, also true. Yeah. That's the other way around the compulsory voting. It's like if you know nothing and you have no opinion, hold it up, blank vote it. That's not a donkey vote. That's no. a that's no. just a blank vote. You've voted. You're done. Yep. You're so, your yeah, I don't. I don't think they write a number or anything on your on it. No, do they, they sign it. It's a signature. It's a it's an initial, and the initial is there to um, indicate that 
the person who gave you the form. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just to say mm, that that's what the form person does. Doesn't go back to you. Yep. Your votes anonymous. Yeah. So interesting stat in the U.S. Um, election recently: seventy um, percent of um, people which were eligible to vote registered for voting, but only sixty-one percent of people turned up to vote. Um, so, and and nine percent of America's population is big. So, even so, thirty percent of people chose just not even to bother registering to vote at all. Thirty percent, but that that's a big number for US. And then, um, yeah, so it's, it's ended up being sixty-one percent, just a little bit over sixty-one percent of people voted. So it it does that would have a huge impact. Um, on I believe I believe the politics would change. That I'd I'd love to see how the politics would change. Too many political people now are are riding on the whole thing that it's who's loudest, who can be seen the most. Um, the social media, who does the most posts, who's the person going for it. So when you get there, people just put a name down, they just tick a box. And I don't want to bring politics into this or people into this, but there's people local to me which are very good at that. They are just well known, and so they'll get a vote because well I know that person. Right, um, I think that will change the way they work on politics because no, you will no longer be that person which can just be the loudest. You'll have to actually, because if you're going to vote, you're actually making an effort, and if you're making an effort, then generally you'll put more information, more research into it, and more knowledge, and then you'll find out what they are actually doing. It, you know, um, and and we talked about my local election thing last time. We talked about the sixteen to twenty-one voting thing, is that. I couldn't even name the people going to the other parties. I, I didn't even know their names because one person's just so loud where I am. You know, they're, they're I don't know, people can say it's propaganda or it's promotion, they're good at their job. No, look, I, I, I'm a, I don't believe in that. Just because you've got a massive budget that you can put towards posters on the roads and have people at shopping centres stand in the middle giving out stuff and all that, doesn't mean you're going to do the best job. You know, that's just propaganda and promotion stuff. So I I, I, I think I'll say, yeah, if you, I don't know. I don't know. Among your friends, what do you guys think? Do you think it would be, there'll be, if you had 10 friends, where do you reckon you'll be in terms of voting? People vote percentage-wise. They have 10 friends. Out, out of 10 of my friends, yeah. I reckon, oh, all right, work colleague friends, See, that's, 9 out of 10 would vote. Yeah, see, I know where you're going with that. Move, move, move to my, uh, you know, outside of work mm. friend group. Four out of ten. Mm. I, I'm exactly identical, exactly identical, and it's interesting because it's a socioeconomic thing too. I'm, unfortunately, I was just reading a stat there which just showed that um, socioeconomics played a huge part in in majority of elections around the world where it's um, not compulsory, and um, and and I don't know why, but yeah, like besides the obvious is that it costs money to get to an election. It costs like bus fare or cost petrol in the car or any of those type of things you know um i would have thought people which had you know stable income and jobs etc i thought they would have had they would have found it more difficult to get there to vote especially on a sad day when it's their their day off i thought they would be but the stats show the opposite the stats the stats show the the bigger working sector um are the ones are the people which show up to vote around the world, especially in Europe and the US, which is which is interesting. But yeah, I'd be the same. I'd say of 
I'd say where I work, it'll be almost nine out of ten, ten out of ten. But then if I go back to just the people I hang around with normally um, outside of work, um, maybe even lower. I mean, it's quite possible I'm the only one of the ten. It actually is quite possible. Thinking about it, it's it's quite possible that I'd be the only person which would vote. And I say that because I'm the only person out of all those ten which actually understands anything about the politics mm. and chooses to. That's not because of it's not because they're not capable of that they, they just don't care i think a lot of people feel like like they don't make a difference anyway you know what i mean they feel like it's one vote you know you know that old theory about oh, it's just one vote one vote's not going to change or they're not going to do what i want to do anyway so maybe maybe that group of friends of mine like that but you know if, if i bring up politics of anything at all they they have no idea you know there's i mentioned the other day about three weeks ago to a friend of mine in soccer about albanese and they asked, they said, oh, is he still the opposition leader? Oh, gosh. I'm like, oh, no. Mm, no, nah, he's no longer the opposition leader. And I actually said it like that. I said, no, nah, he's no longer the opposition leader. And, he's, and he turned around and go, oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> he's our prime minister now. <laughs> but you know <laughs> what? You know what? People are busy with their own lives. And sometimes a lot of people want to stay in their own lane, like completely regarding politics because they don't understand it. And, they don't want to as well. So, what about your friends, Stoogie? Where would they be? I, I reckon like three out of ten, maybe four out of ten would vote if yeah, if it was not compulsory to vote. Um, okay, let me let me add this one to it. This is not part of this discussion, but we may as well chuck it in now anyway. What if it became electronic voting? Would that change it? Do you think? Ah. Uh, only a little bit. I reckon you would get slightly more. I reckon you get some more voters, but I still think. Like, are you talking about like if it was not compulsory but electronic? Yeah, not compulsory but electronic. Yeah, so you could do it on your phone or do it by the net or something like that. I, I think if it was non-compulsory and it was electronic voting, I I think you'd get a couple more people. Yeah. Oh, I don't know because some areas are like really hard. Like they take a long time to vote. Like some some places that. Like I remember last year when I went to vote, it was like a, a quite a big ordeal because there was just so many people trying to vote. Yeah, I don't. So I, I I'd say you'd get you'd get a, a decent amount more, but I don't think it'll be like double or anything like that. If it's not compulsory, if it doesn't change, if it sorry it stays compulsory, I'd like a change put in place because a bunch of my eighteen year old students talked to me about this. They didn't understand where their vote went. You've got to research where the preferences are. You shouldn't have to research preferences why can't they be written why can't they be given with all the other tree chopping down paper that we use where it shows you clearly where the preferences are when you walk into that booth or do a uh like a qr code leads you straight to policies and all that on those papers yeah you can do that but but you know what i mean like why we have flow charts for everything within the education sector why not have a big poster right up above there which says your vote is for the legalized marijuana party. They won't get in, by the way. So they're going to give their votes to this person, which happens to be this other party, which you absolutely hate. Yeah, why can't I don't understand why we can't have that. Their preferences have to be called before the election. So why mm. can't we have those preferences clearly? Because those kids, they're 18 years old, they're walking in. They've made a decision about something, but they don't realise who they're actually voting for. And and I'm not talking about the party they're actually voting for. I'm talking about the preferences and where it goes. And they don't understand. They thought they actually 
two of them thought the preference that there was no preferences. They thought, well, they'll vote for the legalized um, marijuana party, and then that doesn't get enough votes. So all those votes are burnt. That's what they no. thought. No, That's what, no, no, no. But but let, let's think about it for a second. Where have they been told differently? When have they ever been told how that how that happens? And where is that clearly anywhere on a voting day, which says, by the way, we are going to burn the votes for that party, but they're going to then trickle down into the next party who they preference, who will then trickle to the next party which preferences until we get to the seats where the preferences count. Where does that? Where is that anywhere on paperwork for those people to do it? Because I don't know it either. Um, that's why I'm very... Yeah, unfortunately, and I've told her this. I'm, I vote the main parties, and that's the the reason why I do that. The only time I won't vote the main parties is when I vote an independent, and then I will know where they're preferencing. I will actually make sure I'm a hundred percent sure where they're preferencing because I won't vote them because if I don't think they'll get in, I won't vote them if it's going to go against my preference. But that's a, a bit of time and a bit of effort. I don't know why they can't just have a cheat sheet. Which is standard, which says, and and people are going to say, well, different people will preference different people. If they can do those handouts, why not have it top center of all the handouts? We are preferencing this party, so everybody can clearly see. Or am I missing the boat there? What? Why is another thing? I mean, maybe they enjoy convoluting it all and yeah, not telling. Them. Maybe that's because they don't it. want to know. Because while yeah. they're while they're tra- let's give me, I'll give an example. Party A is trashing Party B. You just don't realise that Party A is actually giving their vote to the Party B. Look, mm. it, it's very possible. I mean, it probably is. It probably is happening. It does. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, well, yes. Look, I, I think I think it's going to come up. It's going to come up. There's a number of big things going to come up. Um, we're going to do another one um, in a couple of weeks, which is going to be based on the um, the Republic and should we become a Republic or not. And um, it, that's been a big discussion at the moment with um, um, King Charles um, making making some news earlier by saying it's inevitable, it's going to happen, Australia's going to do it, it's just a matter of when. Um, and he did mention, I believe he mentioned, I'm not sure if it's 100% his words or not, but he did mention that um, he wanted the seat in his lifetime so it went through smoothly because he loves Australia and wants to make sure it's a, it's a wonderful transition. And um, so I can just see that possibly coming up again as a, as a possibility as well. So that's where that will change, that may change things. What I thought was very interesting, just to finish on compulsory voting, was we are actually part of the Commonwealth, and yet very few countries in the Commonwealth have compulsory voting. So it's not something which is part of you know the world, the normal world, the uh, normal Commonwealth world. It's not like we've inherited it from them. Which is interesting. Like England's not right. Mm-hmm. So I just I just find that interesting. We, we've inherited most of our stuff from you know if you want to use it to motherland, right? We've used <laughs> we've inter- we've grabbed everything. They pl- we use their political systems, their party systems. Where you know we've done all that, but I don't know when they stopped compulsory voting, or if even if they did have compulsory voting. I don't but, think they ever did. But it's not part of the Commonwealth at all. In actual fact. Of the countries, not one of them are a member of the Commonwealth. We're also the only people in the Commonwealth which has it, which is also interesting. Now, I do know if you do not vote in Australia, if you do not know and you're thinking, oh, my God, that was me, I didn't vote. Does anyone know what the fine is for voting in Australia? Uh, first nah. time's $20. Yeah, 
Nah, for Australia, no, nah, when I first did it, 65 Oof. or 55 or something like that. Okay. It may depend on your state. I was reading somewhere. It was like first time offences are upwards of 20 bucks through to yeah. 60. Okay. So it's, yeah, okay. It's, apparently it's $20 with, um, with a maximum penalty of 180 for regular, uh, which, which is regularly enforced. Is officially by the voting commission people. I think what happened was Sturge ignored it for some time. And... No, well, I ended up being in Victoria during that time. I think that's based and... on the, the Australian anyway. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Okay, well. Don't forget to vote, kiddies. Yeah, don't forget to vote. It's just. Yeah. And and if, if you don't have anybody to vote for, just leave it blank and put it in. All right. Solved another problem. There we go, guys. We're going to make it non compulsory. Yep. Or if it's compulsory, we're moving it at 21. I'm just saying we're doing that anyway. I'm, I'm yep. down for that. Yeah. Yep. Um, we should start our own political party. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. yeah. Cool. The Janus Party. It's a Janus Party. <laughs> yeah, those policies would be great. I can tell you now. Faster internet <laughs> speed for all, I can promise you. Please, right. uh, would, would you put in the train from uh, Newcastle to Sydney? The speed train? Absolutely, I would. That would be the first thing oh, I'd do. Look, if it, look, I'll be honest. If I, if I was put into politics, you know, got into that position... I'd be looking at this East Coast and saying, what the hell are we doing here? This is a joke. You know, the transport system, public transport system, is what gets me so angry with all the greenies and the, the people which want the environmental stuff. They want us to do all these other things, but we've got governments which aren't putting things in place to help us. You know, we've got our public transport's terrible. Um, especially if, so if you bad. live anywhere near mm-hmm. where we live, the trains are always off. The buses are always running between them. Um, the conditions are just terrible. Yeah, we're, we're supposed to be. If you go to any other country like Japan and Singapore, etc., I know they're smaller and they're more compact. But even if you look at small and compact, if you look at the city of Sydney, the train and tramming, it's just absolutely terrible. And it's nothing in comparison to those countries. Our public transport needs that. We need a fast, a, a much faster train to Brisbane and up the coast to, to various places like the, the main hubs, like you know, Foster, Foster Tari hubs, and then um, Coffs Harbour hubs, and then. You know, the Gold Coast and then Brisbane. Three deads or something. Yeah, and then same thing yeah. for South Coast, all the way to Melbourne. And we need a, a you know, a, I'm not talking about a normal line which goes very slow. Talk about super bullet trains, you know, which... Stops which, at the main cities yeah, and that's it. which has like, between here and Brisbane's five stops. And in between that, you go on flat chat, right? Yeah. And then in our networks around these cities, like Newcastle and all that, we need much better public transport, more easy accessible than the garbage we've got now. And we keep on putting in, you know. Um, well, we've only got buses in one one train line. Yeah. Did, did someone say light rail? Yeah. Yeah, right. I've tried to avoid yeah. the light, light rail. rail. Yeah. Don't, please, I mean, no. I mean, yeah, we, more light rail. They're talking now about putting uh, the, oh. the light rail, extending it so it goes further along all the way from up Cardiff Way, et cetera, into Newcastle. And then somebody replied was, we had that 10 years ago for the last 80 years, but they ripped it out. It was called a train. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we, we had all that intact and, and then we, we took it all apart. So it's just silly. Anyway, another discussion, another day. We'll get us really angry that will be because our hometown gets us <laughs> angry. Uh, moving yep. on, this is going to, this could actually affect the um, the voting system and all that too. And this has been a big discussion right now in American politics coming up to the American presidential race next year. And it's on the front page of every paper at the moment and everybody's talking about it. And unfortunately, they're talking about the the three main letters, which is the GPT, which is the chat GPT and AI. But just AI itself is on every front page. I just opened up two, two websites now for news 
and AI is on the front page of both of them again. It's It's been used, like it's been talking about everywhere. I suppose the big news comes in that Elon Musk and Bill Gates wants to have a bit of a slowdown and a bit of a ceasefire on AI. They they want to, they're, they're putting a proposal in that, that they just stop, the whole world stops AI production for a short period of time so that they can actually build some rules around it before they start playing. So picture a game of football. They've realized some things are getting out of hand. The ref's called no play. We're going to go work out the rules again because you're getting out of hand. We'll come back on and we'll blow the whistle and we can go again. But when you go again, you're under new rules. The reason why is because AI has got so advanced in the last 10, 15 years that... I'd even say it, just five. Like it's yeah, been so much. It's just astronomical amounts it has. And therefore, what it's doing is it's it's going faster than what the policies and the rules and procedures and and the legislation and laws of countries and that. So they can't keep up with all these these things. Um, you know, an, an interesting thing I read that day was um, like there's only like two countries in the world that have legal policy on if an AI-driven vehicle runs somebody over. That is, if that happens, they actually don't know who to find or who to charge. They they haven't got it. They haven't written it into their legislation. Uh, is it the manufacturer? Is it the programmers and coders, the software developers? Is it the virus people? It's the person who owns the car. Who who's the fault? They don't know. They haven't got it written anywhere. So that's what they're talking about. Everybody seems to think they want to stop it so Terminator doesn't come alive and kill people. It's got nothing to do with Terminator. It's got to do with the fact that AI is everywhere right now, and there's nothing in place. One to stop. That whole phrase, which I love, which I always forget. Uh, here you go. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. That's where they're at now with AI because they haven't done the should part yet. They've just been trying to outdo each other. All these companies, you know, Meta, Google, that's where they're all aiming at. But believe me, there's there's a million other companies which are smaller and they're all trying to be the next Meta. And all you have to do is get this AI right and you will be the next meta. You will make an incredible incredible amount of money if you can make this work. The investors oh, are throwing money like crazy into this. And so you will go from a backyard place working in a little suburban shed trying to work out AI with a bunch of coders. You will go from that, owing the bank $5 million, $10 million, to being worth $100 billion within minutes. And they know that. It's gold at the end of this rainbow for sure. So everybody's going at it. It's not just the big the big ones like the Metas and the Googles. And so that's one problem. That is because they're building that, they don't know where we're actually any rules. They've got no rules to go. For, and and I hope I hope not can jump in soon with the sheep one because I know there's rules around the sheep cloning, et cetera, which is a very similar situation. That They had rules in place to what you can make and what you can't and how you can do it. We don't have those rules in place for AI. That's the problem. There's no rules for anybody. There's no boundaries. They can they can technically make Terminator if they wanted to because there's no rules to stop them from doing that. The second side of that is the the countries and, and all that need to jump in and, and get some laws behind this to, to work out how they're doing that. You know, we, we have this problem. We've had this problem in the past with hacking. That is, they had no laws. Kevin Mitnick, for example, was put in jail back in the 80s because he was put in jail. He was the first person, I think, arrested, was put in jail without an arrest because they had nothing to charge him with. 
because they didn't know what to charge him with because they didn't know what he did. He didn't break and enter, but he did, but he didn't because he didn't actually break and enter. So they had to make new laws around telecommunication for that. And recently they made new laws to go around with things like Uber and ride sharing because before you had to be a taxi driver, which is all this registration, these courses, these insurances. And then all of a sudden it's Bob down the road who's just put a sign on the back of his car. So they had to change those. So they know they've got to change them, but they can't make rules up for things that don't have rules already, right? So that that's why Musk and all these guys have got together and said, hey, can we please have a like a timeout where we sit down and do that? I've got another theory behind that. I think they're getting beaten. I think you've got the same theory as me. I think they're getting beaten. I think they're worried that they're not going to be able to catch it themselves. Because yep. as much as they want to slow down, believe me, Meta and Elon Musk and, and, and Bill Gates and Microsoft, they don't want to be behind the, the ball either. They... They, they've got, no, they definitely don't. They don't want to. They're playing no. this whole good role. We've got to remember, ChatGPT was bought out by Microsoft because Microsoft was saying, hey, if we get this and we can use it in our browsers and all that, we will be the winners. And, and they were because they're the first ones to do it in that big scale like that. So I think, I, think they're, I, think, I think they're having a beer with each other and they're like, oh, my God. You know, Johnny from down the rock, down the block in his house in the garage, they're onto some really good stuff. We we need to slow them down because they're too good, you know. So I think there's a bit there in there for for that. My, my discussion I want to have tonight, but is is really about okay, it's coming. We know it's coming, right? We've seen it for a while coming. Um, yes, it's hitting us quick, but do you guys see it as something which is going to actually impact your normal daily lives, as in? Is in your just your normal day of life, what you do. Are you, are, do you see that? Do you see this as something which is going to bother you now for a while? And are you mm-hmm. concerned? For me, since the introduction of ChatGPT, I've been using it in my work practices as much as you should. Um, but it's one of those things like it, it's, it's helped me gathering some answers and getting some questions together for preparation in my work. Yeah. As well as help me develop some. Um, worksheets simple worksheets like you can get it for chat gpt you can get it to make a simple crossword based on some criteria you throw in awesome mm-hmm. i then throw that into an actual generator generates it for me quick start activity awesome. yeah all right the big big problem time that saving. i can see occurring. time saving right time saving time yeah. saving a task which really is a waste of your time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they try and paywall you behind. Yeah, not not a skills, um, not a knowledge, not not really using your brain much at all. It's just it's just um, it's just something which does take time to do. And someone else has jumped in to do it. That is AI, so they're good for it, right? Hmm. So I, I like that part of it. I can see problems coming down the track. Like you, you're talking about AI um, driven cars and the problems mm-hmm. around that. But what about the you know the the art industry nowadays. Mm. Like every everyone's sort of skipping over the the AI generated art and music, and music, and even video clips mm-hmm. using AI generation and voice um, generation from the AI. Like a lot of that says, oh, it increases productivity, you know, it gives you more control of your images, and makes it unique and limitless. But what happens to the the artists that used to be paid? So like people that from DeviantArt that would be paid to develop something for a company. Uh, are we now saying goodbye to them, which is then cutting out some work for people? 
or and I guess like I've used the AI generated um, artworks. I think they're damn cool, actually. Yeah, but I feel I, I feel a little like bit guilty after it's going. Am I stealing something? Because I'm like the opposite of artistic. Yeah. Um, but I can now produce these photos for something like D and D. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a it's a big. Yet again, I'm saying that word, that gray area. But I do like the fact that we're utilizing stuff we already have in place. We've already got these algorithms in place. Yeah. We've always got already got these input parameters and conditions. What I think with you know the big tech heads that are saying maybe slow it down is yeah, they they, they want to get some rules around it. They also want to get ahead of the game. They've got their people working. It's on interesting. They want to make the rules too. Did you notice that they want to make the yeah. rules? They want to make the rules now. You said about oh, like for me coming in with Dolly the sheep. Yeah, because I, I, first I don't, I don't know where that's at. That's what I mean. I mean, I know there's rules, but I knew that was controversial. I mean, I'm not sure how old you were when that came through, but Dolly sheep was. I was fairly young when that came in. I was two. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I was, so I was young, and it was a big thing. And I was like, oh my god, it came out at the same time as Jurassic Parks were. So people were like, oh my god, they're going to start bringing back dinosaurs and they're going to be running down the street and all that sort of stuff. But then they were very. They were very much their rules behind what you can do and how you can do it. So, what are they? Do you know? Do you know what they are? So, so Dolly the sheep was produced in '96 uh, um, from a cell memory gland from a already alive sheep, obviously, yep. and then an egg cell, which then produced a baby. Um, that happened. It took till 2004 for there to be rules to be put in place. Right. In regards to human cloning, right. So from '96 to 2004, they could have come up with those lovely Terminator-like humans, and there was no repercussion. Yeah. It took a large agency eight years to come together and make some rules. And one of the biggest rules was it's um, it's illegal to create a human clone, regardless of the purpose. So right. that could be for therapeutic uses or reproductive cloning. Yep. Okay. That's not stem cell research. All right, so, but that's actual human cloning. Yep. So there, there are little subset rules for that. Obviously, we've come quite far with our um, embryonic stem cell research, as well as in vitro yep. embryos. That's not classified. Yep. So, but the the whole human cloning, but that's eight years. Yeah. So are they saying put a hold on to make rules and is it going to take this long as well when we've got this technology at our fingertips? Well, I tell you what, Barry's not going to wait eight years. No. Okay, so so Meta and and Microsoft and Musk, they can wait eight years and have a bit of a chat. But there's going to be people in other countries around the world in particular, which are going to be like, they're just going to go nuts on this now. And look, it all comes back to the, the out, we have to set the algorithms. So the human has to set the algorithms that are yep. being in place. Yeah. Use those. So is it going to be the rules around the algorithms that are set? Yeah, that's where the dangerous part comes. Yeah, and they they need to get onto that now, obviously, but people aren't going to stop. Yeah. They're going to keep this this autonomous uh, nature in place to make... The, the, the idea is to make life easier. Yeah. Right? They're not thinking about jobs. They're not no. thinking about how it's going to affect people. They're thinking about how it's going to make things. Yeah. Now, I so, just linked you guys a link... Um, in chat, which is... Which I is, did see that. Yeah, so that's caused a bit of controversy because a lot of people don't care about it, but now they care about it because Kanye can be copied, right? So the idea behind that is is what Nock was saying earlier about the arts and the music. Um, 
this what people need to consider it's like chat gpt right when it first came out the first thing people did was they chucked in a hsc exam question the chat gpt it spat out an answer and they said oh it's only a band two or band three and for those who don't know bands that that's roughly at say a 50 to 70 right so that's what they said and then they said oh don't panic my response to that was hang on a second it took 45 seconds for that to happen when it's taken the student two years to learn it um i think you should yeah. be very worried i think you should be very very worried it can do that it can do that response up to a 70 in just 45 seconds now with the new version of chat gpt that same question gets put in it actually goes a little bit higher and if you know how to use chat properly you can actually get it very high and i saw week before last I saw a number of switches that you can use in, in the new chat, which actually get you a band six quality answer with ChatGPT, if you know how to write the question properly. And that's only been out for three, four months with the ChatGPT, and and four's only been out in, for a month, right? This is only the first go at doing this with music. Um, if we're talking a year down the track, this could be incredible. And what it is is you can take really bad lyrics, really bad everything and put an AI together which is going to mimic that of Picasso or Kanye or anybody out there who's, I suppose, you know, considered great in their field. And next thing you know, it's spitting out music and artwork identical to the person that you want to do it in the same feeling that that artist or musician would have. Here's the potential knock, right? You come up with a big uh, business, right, and you want to have a jingle, uh, an ad on TV. You've got two choices. You can use the AI and do it in 15 minutes for $15, or you can pay someone 10 k at a recording studio. What are you going to do? I know exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, and, and that's what I don't think people are understanding. The idea this is all at your fingertips that you don't need other people. It's, in, it's incredible. I mean, and this, people are saying, oh, this isn't going to sell, that, that one won't sell records. This is the person's first attempt at doing it without no modifications and changes. Just jumped in and did it. You know, that's that's incredible stuff that they're producing. Incredible or dangerous? Well, it's incredible and dangerous. The, yeah. the music industry needs to watch out. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm a big fan of Ronnie Radke, as you guys know, from Falling Reverse. And he got, he's been in a lot of trouble lately. And he's been talking about the new artists these days and new bands which are performing now. They've got so much backing vocal now. It's not their real voices. And that he doesn't talk about AI. He just talks about how when they go on stage, they've got these, all these mixes going with all their backing tracks and songs. That it's hardly any of them playing. It's just them dancing around on stage now. It's, if you turn off the, all that stuff, you, you wouldn't hear anything. Um, we know that's happening in our music anyway. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be a, I'm not a boomer. But I don't want to be that boomer person which says, oh, music was so much better and raw back in the day, but it was, you know, and it's already hurting. Imagine what AI is going to do to that. You don't even, so now at the moment what Ronnie's saying is you've got people like Kanye getting up there and he's getting all these different types of assists via, um, what's that? AI. Well, what, or... no, what's the program they use now? Um, the The auto... Auto tuning, auto tuning. So, you know that that's one of the biggest thing. Auto tuning's used on all their live mics now, right? So, he's talking about that, right? That's still the artist getting up there, right? And they're still singing, and but there's all this auto tuning, all these other mixing going on. In ten years' time, I can't imagine what's going to be like. We don't even need the artists, you know. And you know who proved this the most successful? I don't know his name. Oh wait, I'll find his name for you right now while I'm talking. 
Farian. Do you know who Frank Farian is? Negative. No. Right, Frank Farian is actually an extremely successful person. He's actually worked this out before all of us. So he was the producer behind two bands, Boney M, the great Boney M, and the second one, Milli Vanilli. And what did they okay. both have in common? Their lead singers never sung anything. They mimed it all. And that's why there was so much controversy over what he did. So he realized that it was more important to get somebody out there energetic and looking good and being attractive. And then we'll just play somebody else through the through the mixer and nobody will ever know. And so he did it with Boney M because the main guy, lead singer, which dances around in Rasputin and all that for Boney M, he actually can't sing at all. He doesn't sing one bit on the song. It's not his voice. And then they came back. He came back like 10, 15 years later and he did Milli Vanilli. Right. So, so he's, he's, he basically did AI before. He, he's AI already, he's already proved it. He's already proved that you don't yeah. need the person there. You just no, need to don't. look good. You just need to look like attractive to people to get involved in it. What comes well, out of their voice? These days, you don't even need a, a video. You just need audio. Like, I think it's like yeah. how many Spotify yeah. you know, bands that are actually going very well. But they've never played anywhere. They've just they've all I've done is just put an audio clip up yep. and, and, and yeah, and they can't even probably perform because they've used so much auto tune. Um, I know somebody recently, which is a local to us, who sent me a song. They just got a song recorded recently, and they asked if I'd play it on stream. I haven't put it up yet, but it's it's all auto tune. It doesn't sound one bit like him. I'm like, whoa, who's this? It's me. I'm like, no, it's not. He goes, yeah, yeah, just we touched it up. Touched it up, they redid it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> this is all this is the difference with this is that's always been available for the last 10, 15 years. The difference with this AI in the music and arts is you can tell it to draw like Picasso and it will. It will think of all the things that make a Picasso a Picasso and then it will go and do that. It's the same thing which what, what they did with Kanye was looked at all the ways in which Kanye does his rhymes, his beats, how he puts it all together, have his unique sound, and then they just put it together, and next thing you know, some shitty lyrics, and that turns out to be Kanye, and people people like it. And that can be done for so many artists. So that's that's a huge thing. You know, that's – who is it? The, uh, I'm terrible with names today. Another person, one of the people I call mentor in life from Sharp Tank, we're safe as long as we've got the arts. And he's not art. He's he's an IT person. He's a he's an entrepreneur, tech giant guy. And uh, Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, and um, oh, yeah. and he says we're safe whilst we've still got the arts. And he says because that's where the creativity comes from within. You know, that's where a personality, a person comes out of them. You know, this could wreck that. Like incredible very easily and add to that too i saw something which i got shown i haven't watched this video yet but someone linked me one of my students actually sent me a video saying have you seen this in japan they've got restaurants now which are actually making food via ai so they're actually they're, they're working out a dishes based on formula of tastes so they're taking the chef out of cooking as well in terms of oh that's the right seasoning or that's the right thing to put on that mm, that tastes good they're actually just using tastes and palettes and opinions of people and bringing that all together and then throwing it down. And apparently it's like 100% success rate. It's like everybody's going, oh, my God, this is my favorite food. I mean, we can we can kind of do that now, but obviously it's not like you can't eat every time you make, say you say you make a steak, right? Yeah. The, the chef could probably make it, you know, medium rare nine times out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, yep. 
and then and then add the seasoning. You know, they could probably get the seasoning right nine times out of ten. But I imagine AI and the and machines and machine learning. Yeah. Probably take it to that next level. What about education, knock. I I've said all along. I've said this quite openly to my students that AI quite can quite easily take over. Yeah. It's a bit yeah, scary to think that, but it can. It can 100% take over yeah. our industry. I think. Yeah. I, I think the only problem is the personalities that brings. Yes. People, yes, but uh, be but, able to. But teachers are losing their personalities. We're not allowed to use them anymore. That's true. That's the other side of it. Yeah, they're uh, ro- I, they're roboting us. And they have been for a long time. So I think. Well, we. I don't think we'll always be on the way out, but I think. I think we'll be on our way the, out in terms of our numbers. Yes. I can see a school my size operating on 10 staff in 50 years. Yeah. It's like universities, how they're already cutting down. Yeah. We will be the next, we're the next thing. And yeah. We'll cut down and it will only be the specific people who can run, say, the AI or run the program yeah. that will continue. And they might not even need to be actual teachers either. No. No, they may not no. Need to be teachers. No. They'd more likely be IT people just to make sure they work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, not to mention VR and what that can do with it as it's getting more advanced and people just sitting at home and attending class that way. I know a number mm. of universities in the States are already trying that with weather conditions with, you know, in the past they've closed schools because of weather conditions and particularly where it's cold. And um, now they're actually um, part of the enrollment tuition fees. You get a VR headset and then you go to class throughout December and January when it's usually too frozen to travel. Um, you put your headset on and then you attend class just like everybody else and they've actually drawn a little world up in Unity which is basically you go and you sit in your class and and then the teacher's out the front teaching in VR. The metaverse. You know, um, that's that's not far away and it's not a bad idea the way the world is either, you know. So we're, we're kind of... After you said that, um, are, you, are you hiring at the moment? I think I might be out of a job soon. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think of the numbers, though. Think of the numbers there, because because as a VR person or doing recorded, you know, you're you're just teaching in front of one person. So there's no reason why you can't teach that that same lesson to a hundred people, two hundred people, three hundred people. That's I think exactly the only right. I think the only catch with that is is like if you're a very if I find I mean I, I I'm not a, a teacher and it's been a while since I've been in the classroom at all, but I find it hard to like you you might be explaining something. And showing someone how to do it, but like not everyone's going to learn the same way. So there's going to be a lot of questions from people going, "Yep, hey, I don't understand. Can you show me another way?" Yep, that's why I said there'll be ten, and those people will be there to to be tuition and that sort of stuff to jump in and help. And so help guide with those questions because, yep. like, you can already ask, say, ChatGPT to explain yep. to you another way. Yep, it's, it's very very explain sad. like a five year old. Explain yep. like I already know about this concept. Yep, and um, crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, look, I th- I think in my lifetime I'm going to see AI significantly. Um, I I'm not sure where I'm going to like look at it and see it, but I can't picture that yet. Um, but I, I can certainly see it's going to be around. I think there's too many government stuff in 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 the, in the way of cars being automated, for example, completely autonomous, completely, and other things. I can't see that happening too soon like five to ten years but i do believe in my lifetime i'll see it i just don't know how it's going to look when i see it what about you guys do you think you're going to see it i think i'm definitely going to see it what in our you, lifetime what it's already it, growing so what will much, it look like so. when you see it besides the chat gpt that's what's scaring well, everybody right now they're seeing it in chat gpt they're not seeing i think it's it. going to kill the 
the arts industries in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's going to reduce the arts industries. Yeah. And it's going to very much fall into the automation of even um, our power grids, our yeah. you know, everything to do with that automation of flying and, and automation of weather, like weather understanding control. Yeah. And we've got to it's, remember it's, too, chat GPT is the tip of the iceberg, literally like open AI is, is the big behemoth underneath the water. And OpenAI is a complete different concept to it. I mean, ChatGPT is based off OpenAI, but OpenAI has gone in so many different directions, and that's what Elon Musk owns. So that's that's just got so many different possibilities and everything to you know determine all sorts of things happening um, in the world. So I think it's something which I, I look. I'm not worried about because there's nothing I can do about do about it. My last question for you is to finish up. But would you put something in your home which was AI? Or do you have something no. already? No. Oh well. Imagine automation of lights. Like a lot of people already have that. That's 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 the starting. Yeah, I've got Man, that. I've, I've in seen the iRobot. Cleaner. I'm not interested. <laughs> I've got that. I've got lights and I've got um I've got ro- um Robo vacuum. Robo vacuum. Oh man, I love that thing. You know, so, um, but at what level is it AI? Like, because you can get ones AI. that just bump into it's stuff and then AI. just turn. It's not AI. It's just sensor. is it full proper AI? Like, nah. it's like no, nah. nah, that's no, a no, difference. No, Looking at the differences between them, AI. I mean, most of the stuff we see coming out now is not AI. ChatGPT is not AI. Okay, ChatGPT is basically like a, you ask a question, a million people go and get it, and they come back in a second. It's machine learning. It's machine learning, and that's what ChatGPT really is. It's, it's it's more comprehensive Google search. Yeah. So it, but it's the more it learns, worry, the more it becomes. Yes. AI, I guess. Yes, because it and it starts making deductions and start doing stuff. And of course, you got the big controversy which happened a couple of weeks ago. The the boy asked the AI if he should you know kill himself, and he, the AI said yes. You're you're a problem on your family, and Ooh. so yes, you should. And he did. did not see wow, it. really? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. And the first reaction to that was, uh, you know, well, kids wouldn't ask that question normally. Yes, they would. Okay. That's yeah, exactly what kids would do. Either A is a joke or but I remember there was a time when people used to do all the whole, that website was putting a couple of these details and it'll tell you when you'll die. And oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> Everybody did that for shits and giggles. Oh, right? But dear, some people funny. took it quite seriously because some people's dates were quite soon because it was basically just random, right? But they were quite concerned about it and it did cause some issues with some people. Yeah, so you are going to get people asked that question, not only about yourself, about other people. You guys have seen some of the ones that um, some people in my, my community have, have wrote about me and they've put that into chat GPT. It's quite funny, but that can be quite bad at the same time, right? So it's yeah. a scary thing. Hold that space. We'll come back to this question. We'll come back to this at the end of the year and we'll see where we're at. By then, Elon and, and Gates, you should have had a beer by then and worked out um, how they're going to take over the world together. They yeah. may actually have some rules, that are tentative rules in place. We might actually be able to discuss those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's the topic I said we've got happening next week? I told you before, I forgot. I also forget. I forgot. Yeah, no. I'm yeah. blanking. The other one was population, world population too. So that'll be interesting with the um, – that comes into play with the AI as well. We tried with that. COVID Republic. Job. Republic was the other one. Yeah, we tried to cull people. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that bad to say? 
thank you guys. It's been a lovely evening again with you. Easy topics, easy discussion. Didn't solve anything as per normal. No, um, no, no, we solve everything every all right. podcast. Just finishing up then on this, if you're Prime Minister, would you ban AI? No. no. I would limit where we can use it. Where would your limit be? Oh, that, that's, you, you, we don't we don't use it in areas we don't use it enough to know where a limit yeah. should be. That's where they're at, right? It's too late yeah. once we've already gone down that road. We've already made the dinosaurs and then we thought, oh shit, we shouldn't have made the T Rex. Yeah, that's pretty much where we're at now. Where we're making things and then realizing, oh, that's bad, rather than working out beforehand because we don't know how big this could be. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Noki? Oh, look, I would, uh, would contact my best mate, Bill Gates, and be yeah. like, so um, what's your rules that you come, you come to think about? Uh, Australia wants to come to the party. It has a Microsoft operating system. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I would, yeah. All, all, uh, Australian we... computers in the uh, in yep. politics have to run a Microsoft. Apple band. Apple who? Someone mentioned the other day something really funny, which I'll finish on, is that is um, Steve, they said if Steve Jobs was still around, he would, he would have something to say. No, Steve Jobs would have already been on top of this already as well. He's just as, he's just as callous as those other guys. They're, they're protecting their, their assets there. He would have been more involved in it than... Yeah, you know, the iPhone would have. Who's iPhone? We got Siri. Siri would have had a lot more advances by now. Steve was a pusher like that. Apple's actually gone to sleep a bit since he's passed away, as far as the aggressiveness in the industry. Thank you, Stooge. No worries. I shall see you next week. Same time, same channel. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Noki. Oh, thank you for having me as always. I won't see you same time next week. No, I'll no. be uh, partying at hard and. Uh... Osaka. Check out some um, check out some stuff for us over there, robotics and, and yeah. Oh, really I plan cool. on it. Yeah, I'm hitting up a lot of those museums and tech places to. That'd be so awesome. Get an understanding. Thank you, people, who've been watching three three. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate the podcast. I love it when last week I put the podcast up, and within an hour there was already being like over a hundred views, and that was fantastic. So keep keeping going there. Give us any requests, etc. And that you have, we're willing to tackle any arguments as long as you know that we won't solve anything. But please um, send us any information. And if you have a controversial thing or if you think we're wrong with something, please give us a yell and let us know. Um, we're, we're very happy to go back on it and re, re-look at it. Good I'll night, everybody. We love to be informed. Yeah. Have a good one, everybody. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye, all. Yeah.